I have I have news to break to you in the meantime. Oh, tell me. You know what I'm gonna do for my uh, for a couple of days? Can I guess? What? You're gonna learn how to make cheese, but like the cheese that's from the spray can. So like you're gonna go take a course <laughs> on how to make like disgusting. Uh, What's that cheese whiz? You're gonna learn how to make cheese. like not like a gourmet manchego, but you're gonna learn how to make cheese whiz, like easy cheese, in your own kind of compression cans. And it's gonna cost you so much money, but they're gonna tell you that like you have a natural talent and you could be like a cheese whiz king. And you should just put a hot, like a thousand down, and then you can get the next course. <laughs> I feel like you're I feel like you're maybe using podcasting as a metaphor here or this cheese, easy cheese is a metaphor for podcasting um so what are you gonna do um it's probably gonna make you mad I am going oh. to I'm going to meet up with Becky in LA and take it by storm for Hello? three days no yeah. can you hear me Oh my god! Get out! Yeah. What are you talking about? You guys are just like gonna go on a road trip. I know. I was gonna break it to you more softly. I feel like coming on the heels yeah. of our last. They're gonna maybe go to the movies, eat, go for some walks, watch some shows. I just wait. Asked how long have we been planning stay. this? No, like I texted Becky like, well, Allie went to the bathroom yesterday. No, like literally, I was like, oh, my brother wants to go to LA with me for two days. That's awesome. I'm definitely gonna do it. Oh, he booked a hotel. All right, yeah, okay. I, I move guess we're quickly going. when I'm like. I know. Do I but, sound crackly? No, you sound great. Okay. No, you sound like you're leaving me out. What? Well, it sounds like. <laughs> okay. Out. Okay, like I feel but like I Becky's coming to visit like, me fine. in June, and like. Your guys visit in LA is making me a th- like if I was you I'd be like oh I'm jealous but Becky visiting me for like a few weeks in June I'm more jealous than you should be. We should get tickets to the Tig Notaro show that night. I'm gone. I'm out. Out of this episode. <laughs> so this episode is now going to be the Why don't you do your girlfriend planning when I'm not on the phone? Well, <laughs> don't say the details. Didn't want to be on this episode anyway. Shai and I could just plan our vacation together. Yep. Pretty much. Are you guys sharing a room? Yeah, yeah just like the neighbor's wedding when you were also left out. Well, I mean, have you told me like a year in advance I could go? of the Friday Night Movie Podcasts. The three siblings are here today, catching up. It's been a while, I think, since all three of us have been together on the podcast. So, tossing it over to Lily in the Canary Islands. How are you? I'm good. It's uh, late at night on uh, Sunday night. We just changed our hour. We just had the daylight savings So you have So you're just sitting down for dinner at one in the morning? I mean, something to that effect, but what's really funny is that I feel like this wouldn't happen in the States. We had this big, like, friends, kids group get-together today, um, I, and it was about, like, a half hour this, away from the city, like, in this beautiful farm, and it was set for a certain time, and there's about 13 families in the chat, and 
every single one was like, oh, shit, it's not that time. It's an hour later, and everybody was an hour late because it was daylight savings, and nobody knew. I feel like that's something that people are more but on top were of. They an hour don't late your phones automatically Don't your phones yeah, automatically but, but, change time? But, but once you everybody woke up, it was, like, too late. And like got organized. They need a lot also, of time to get organized I'm pretty that. sure you texted at around four or five p.m. your time, being like, "We were at this amazing brunch," and I'm like, five p.m. brunch." Yeah. I just want to make sure that that's clear. So I don't it know how started late at like one and ended at six p.m. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah. And that's, but I'm good. good. Becky calling in from California. How are you? I gotta tell you, the last two days things are picking up around here. She's uh baby is sleeping more. As listeners know, we've been struggling with that in my house. Had a beautiful surf day yesterday. Went down to Santa Cruz. Got now, in a do really you, do you, session. Do you put like a floaty on the baby and sort of like strap her to the front of the surfboard or does she stay no, on land? No, she stays on land. First okay. of all, this water is like below freezing temperatures. It's inhuman. Even with a wetsuit, it's still painful. But um, she kind of just went, like, just in, like, her diaper and ran around on the beach and, like, got her little, like, thighs in the in the surf in the water, and she was loving it. So oh, that was cute. But it's very cold have, water. Have you ever had your kid's diaper get so wet from water? Like, not, like, their own wetness, but, like, Pee. from playing mm-hmm. no, but from playing in the water, that, like, it just becomes, like, it almost turns inside out from being so heavy. <laughs> Well, I've had where like I'm worried my kid will drown because of his diaper. <laughs> like, <laughs> the floaties aren't big enough. So it's just sinking yeah. So we had we had a great beach day, and I think she's still exhausted from it today because she napped like a champ today. So uh, yeah, so we're doing we're doing well. Cool. Feels good over here. Well, and Shai, did oh. you have a good weekend? Oh, whoa, asking me how I'm doing. This is bold. Very bold of you, Becky. Bold to do it at the beginning. Well, uh, Allie and I are celebrating our 11th wedding anniversary this weekend, and we had a romantic getaway inside uh, our city that we live. Um, the kids were taken out staycation. of town. Yeah, our staycation. This is, this, is a, this is something I feel like I've truly mastered. We had Indian food for dinner on Friday night. I want to know all about it. What did you order? Did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I completely forget the name of the place, but uh, it was it's kind of a newer place. I had a chicken tikka sampler, which was a <laughs> winner, which was like three lumps of delicious, moist, but not gooey uh, chicken shoulders. And we, we shared that. We also got a chutney sampler, which essentially kind of played oh, out. Oh, this is like my nightmare. It, it played Just out. feel it, like you know you're in America when every order is a sampler. Oh, that, that is true. I mean, a <laughs> that is a good point. A chutney sampler. You're right. And the we love sam- a good sampler situation. <laughs> well, it's it's a little like of that. It could have been. a situation where you could sample the beverages. It could have been the Unos of Indian food. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so we got... So then, then we got the chutney sampler, which was kind of like getting a nacho tower with, <laughs> with little different non-bread crispy things, and then like seven or eight different chutneys, and then the big pièce de résistance. The thing that I really loved was they made a vegan biryani, Ooh. which is like it's kind of like reminds me of the, it's like a, 
arroz con pollo in a way for India, but instead of goat, which would normally be in it, they used something called jackfruit, which I've never had before in my oh, life. Oh, jackfruit we, is the is like the new vegan thing. It's the you know what. Because they were like, nobody's ordering if if there's goat in it in D.C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they actually, the, it was a funny thing in that the waiters kept trying to get me to order things I didn't want. Like they, they gave me good advice, but they were like, no, get the one with the goat. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna try this jackfruit. Let's let's see if it can stand up to the. Yeah, they say it's like a real good meat replacement. It is a. I mean, I have no idea if it has protein. It could just be like a giant potato. But it absolutely <laughs> texture-wise, was was perfectly fine for a meat replacement. And I've only had biryani twice in my life, both times, by the Love way. Love a biryani situation. I've, I've figured out that that is definitely my favorite Indian food dish. So that was terrific. We, um, what did we do? Oh, we went to see Captain Marvel, which I'll talk about during the show. And then uh, we went out to Baltimore and saw... It's really getting a play-by-play of your weekend. I'm so Hold glad on. I guessed. And we went to I'm, say... And we went to this see... This riveted. <laughs> so we went to see So Fetch, the 2000s cover band that... Uh, All of the things I did include recommendations. Food recommendations. Exactly. Movie recommendations. I mean... Music l- recommendations. Let's be clear. My wife has not caught on that our anniversary weekend provided me all of my research for the podcast for this week also i really feel like this is is a is a wonderful hybrid like if people want to know you and Allie, this is this description of a night really sounds like the two of you coming together to plan a perfect night and we or did, a weekend. And we we walked a ton. I mean, we took like twenty eight thousand steps yesterday. And <laughs> oh God, you sound so old when you say I'm, that. So, yeah. <laughs> and and the thing about the tribute like, is Allie doesn't not like cool yes, this podcast. Yeah. Down. Allie does not always love when I make her go see like fish or some Canadian band she's never heard before, but these musicians in SoFetch are phenomenal musicians. Uh, Kathy D, who is a musician we've gotten to know who's awesome, she is the, uh, she's one of the singers, and th- so it's this great live band, but they're playing all songs Allie knows. So Allie is, like, super happy. She doesn't care Those if it's... covers, I mean, that's very exciting. It, she doesn't that's care if it's, like, the famous, ac- actual famous people. Frankly, a lot of the versions of the songs they did are better than the real ones because these guys, like, have a real hard rock edge. Anyways, we danced to, like, one in the morning. Super fun. Whoa! That's, like, six in the morning American time. Yeah, for you, exactly. So yeah, we had a, amazing. A, a terrific time. Someone said to us something funny about how it's our 11th anniversary. Oh, they don't make an 11-year anniversary card. I said, no, but you know what? The movie Spinal Tap is what I think about. And I kept thinking to myself, this marriage goes to 11. <laughs> wouldn't that be that a could great be a card? And a card. Yeah, wouldn't that be but a like card? past 11. Yeah, also, I guess past hopefully. 11. Right, right. It doesn't go only stop to 11. Yeah. It's a good point. Maybe. So let's use this opportunity to catch up. What have you guys been watching? Uh, Lil? Well, I did not know that there was like a whole sub community of Viking shows that people are into. Josh Crew, Josh Crew, our, our dear friend Josh Crew. Show. There's multiple Viking no, shows. But these the days Last I'm Kingdom, not Vikings, Viking Kingdom. The Nor- the like the Norse people something. There's some other one. Okay, so so let's just be clear. There's a whole subcategory of just Viking shows, none of which we know the titles of. No, because the titles are They're hilariously kind of generic. Every time I ask yeah. Josh Crew for a recommendation of a show to watch, he gives me 
watch The Last Kingdom Vikings or another show, at, like meaning he and I'm like, well, which one? He's like, ah, they're all the same, but <laughs> I really like them. Right. So, so our you know our dad, our dad is like, you know, very. How do passionate I say about his recommendations? Passionate. That's an excellent. And he loves a good epic. He loves a good. Oh epic. yeah, yeah, yeah. He is very passionate. Um, when he likes something, you will know it, and you'll get like the full explanation. And so while he was here uh, with mom, we actually watched uh, the whole two weeks that they were here. We watched Umbrella Academy. And every single time we turn on episode, he was like, you should really watch The Last Kingdom. Um, but I was like, no, mom really just wants to rewatch Umbrella Academy with us. So <laughs> classic mom. She rewatched the whole thing. And um, I'll get to that in a second. But when they left, we were like, so I guess we should just like, keep like brainwashed us for two weeks. So as soon as they left, we, were, we had nothing to watch. And we were just like, I guess we should just watch The Last Kingdom. Because that's what dad said to do. And uh, it's good. It's like um, Outlander meets Game of Thrones. If, you know. If it was without, about Vikings? If it was about Vikings, there's less. It's a lot less soap opery. There's a lot of action. It moves really fast. So it's only like seasons six and seven of Game of Thrones. And not like the whole thing. <laughs> and like four of the episodes. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I tried to watch one of those shows, of and there was just a dude like laying down under the stars looking at the sky for like 15 minutes. That's not The Last Kingdom. That one is, is finally, and it moves pretty fast. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm enjoying that. If you're into that kind of show, then you might have a little like soft spot. I said to Shy, I was like, well, if you're kind of waiting for Game of Thrones or when Game of Thrones ends, you miss that kind of thing. This is a good show. And Shy's like, I will not miss it. I just wanted to end. It's true. I, that's where I am with Game of Thrones. Like I, I have been on the board on board since the first episode, but I'm ready for it to be over. I'm not interested in spinoffs. It's taken long enough. Just let's get right. to find out who's on the throne and let's move on. Like um, if they leave it as a cliffhanger, the, I'm done. And, <laughs> I'm and just, I feel like Dad made me appreciate the fact that like watching something like Last Kingdom, this stuff kind of really happened in a way you know what i mean like these people are historical figures so that's kind of fun if you're into history and stuff um so that's what we're we're knees deep in deep in now um we finished umbrella academy adorable like adorable I huh? much more of extremely that show extremely violent i would say i don't feel like it's that violent I maybe mean, you've watched a bunch of vikings kill each other no, i feel like fun. i feel like it had it's a type of premise that it's it's uh, comic booky enough that makes you think it's for kids, and then you watch it and you go, "This is not for children." No, it's not for kids. It's a but I feel like teens could watch it. Sure, um, yeah. but I, I thought it was great. I thought the acting was fun. I mean, it's silly. It's, Don't you it's love how Canadian some of the actors are? Some of the actors are very Canadian. It's like nostalgic. All of them actually. They're all except for Mary yeah. J. Blige. How weird is it that she's in that show? She does a great job. I love Mary it's J. Blige. The guy. I love her. Not saying I don't that love was her. Fantastic. The guy that was in my like that response like miscalibrates what I said. Oh, I see what you mean. What? I see what you mean. You weren't complaining. You just think it's random that she's in this show. It's, yeah, yeah but... she and Ellen Page star in a show together. Huh? Ellen Page is in Umbrella like, Academy. Yeah, she. Yes, I haven't seen her in a while. That's why I started it? Because I was like, I like Ellen Page. I'd be curious to see what she's doing these days. I feel like exactly. I was like, she's in it. She's got enough street cred to get so me to watch her by, show. By comparison, I'll say I, I have not watched it yet, but I'm very, very into Deadly Class now. 
And You're gonna like Umbrella Academy too. I'm, I'm sure I like Umbrella Academy. It's the same. Is that like the same way? There's lots of Viking shows. There's lots of shows uh, about teen assassins, teens, ev- teens with like powers who try to kill each other, that kind of thing. Everybody has a show about a school that isn't X-Men right now. Or teenagers yes. with powers. That's 100. It's, I, yeah, exactly. I think it is becoming. We talked about this recently, right? Like everyone has a Fire Festival documentary. In some respect, like Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, like there was this mystique around them, and now they're just becoming like normal makers of pop culture that do lazy things and copy each other. And yeah, right, which is why you'll always have the HBOs and the Showtimes. Right. Speaking of which, um, not, I mean, I could talk about what I've been watching, but I think right now I'm just getting very, very excited for a couple of shows to premiere. Oh, go for it. As I'll, we record Wait, this. is Lily done? You done, Lil? I mean, I could keep going, but we can come back to me. We can circle we can back. Go back. Let's circle back. Let's circle <laughs> back. Um, tonight, uh, the night, the day we record this is, um, the Veep. Veep is, oh, is going to be the last season. And this, is the, this is the end of Veep, right? This is it. Yeah, the last season. I, I am so excited. I mean, I love everything about that show. Um, so that's tonight. And then in a couple weeks, we have Game of Thrones coming back. And it's like we're starting that springtime um, uh, TV show resurgence, which then leads into the summer where we get Stranger Things coming back. Wait, I want so to just like, pause on that for a sec. Doesn't it always premiere around Halloween? I feel like kind of disappointed it's in the summer. No, like, I think it's always in the summer. The first season was definitely around Halloween. And I thought the I second thought we watched season was also it in the, the summer together. No, it was definitely the summer because we watched it at that Pocono's house in the summer. And it had just come out. Well, yeah. anyways. Just uh, imagine it being so like, oh. Listen, this show is not about the facts. I feel like some it's shows have a season. Okay? <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Keep going. And also, there's a difference between when things premiere and when I watch them. I associate Stranger Things with watching it in the summer. Okay? Because that's interesting. Um, um, Was it? Maybe it's not coming back this summer. No, you're right. wrong. I think. Wow. Right. No, it is July 4th. No, you're right. No, it is well, July. So, uh, so right now, I'm I'm getting really excited for a few new shows, for a few old shows to be coming back with new seasons. That's where I'm at. Okay. And um, what? And wait, what? Of, new, of those shows, shows, what are quickly, things? Just... What of those things? What are you most excited to see happen? Well, with Veep, gosh, with Veep, um, it's hard to say. I think truly one of my favorite, like my, my Julia Louis Dreyfus is on another plane, so I can't even count her as watching what she does. But Gary, what's his name? Who plays him? Tony Hale. Tony Hale. I love watching the evolution of his relationship with Selena and kind of like the weirder it gets, the more insight you have into them and their strange codependency. But then as he tries to assert himself and 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 be independent of her. So I'm always curious to see in like the next season, what kind of like weird thing are we going to learn about their relationship? Well, apparently she released the first, like they released the first blue Ever that you've never seen any like gag reel of the show on I don't know if she was on Seth Meyers or Colbert, one of the late night shows, and she showed the blooper. And it's Tony Hale gets sick, and she Selena cooks for him and like brings him food. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah, inedible. I remember, I remember that this and she exactly. showed the blooper of this, the two of them. And apparently, like, I just was watching something on Instagram where all the entire rest of the cast was like, they can't even be, they get within a certain amount of feet of each other. They break like automatically. Like they just can't handle how funny each other is. 
Like, they, if she gets too close to his face, like, they can't film the scene. That's um, amazing. I haven't yeah, watched I, a recent uh, season in a while, but this makes me want to get back on. So their their dynamic is really one of my favorite things on television and watching that evolution. Um, so that's what I'm most excited about. And for Game of Thrones, I mean, who's going to sit on the Iron Throne? You know, the siblings reunited. You know, that's pretty exciting to see. Um, curious to find out what the reaction will be when Daenerys and Jon Snow realize they're they're Aunt and nephew. very closely <laughs> related. I bet they're going to be like, eh, whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. That's what, I, I was talking to somebody about that the other day. They're like, that's not the biggest deal of this season that's coming. I was like, it isn't? They're like, no. It's also not the most incestuous thing to happen, on, happen the on the show. So, um, um, yeah. And then I just feel like, things... I just, I, wait, for Game of Thrones, just real quick. We don't have to do theories and stuff. There's so many podcasts and stuff about that. I question. Happy ending or sad ending? Just go. It's sad. gonna be bittersweet. It's gonna be bittersweet. It'll Should be like sad. it'll be. I'm sad. And it'll be. I think it'll be bittersweet. I think it'll be the the type of ending where it's what people were fighting for, and then they get to what they were fighting for, and that every you know you kind of realize it's not worth it. It's like in vain. I just like That's full sad. Uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be full sad. What I want to happen, I've said many times, is I want them to realize that they have to have the drag use the dragons to just melt that throne down, and decentralize the government and go into a sort of modern state system where Winterfell is its own independent area and King's Landing is its own place and have a little bit of more democracy. Like throwing the ring in the... Uh, yeah, like, but, I think it's... But, like real, I, but realistically, what will happen is that it's going to not become about the who holds the Iron Throne anymore and it'll just be about defending against the White Walkers. Right. And that'll become, like, secondary. I mean, and the White Walkers, at this rate, look like they're just going to, like, devour everyone. Decimate There's not much... Everyone. There's not much. Yeah. So losing battle. But um, yeah. So so that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Things that I'm watching, I'm bouncing a little bit all over the place. Um, I will say, um, I've gotten into Sabrina per your recommendation. Oh, the other one I'm excited for. Sorry, Killing Eve is coming back for its second season. It'll be like. It's premiering sometime in the next week or two. So excited for Killing Eve. But yeah, I've gotten into Sabrina per your recommendation. It's definitely like scary, but can't be scary. I'm surprised at how much I like it because it's, it's so not good. my... I, I assumed you just watched it when we, all, when we talked well, about I, it so I think much. I watched the first episode and now I'm back into it, but it's definitely a show I have to watch solo. Like I'm not watching this with Vlad. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I am enjoying that. Um, but mostly, like I said, I'm in this place where I'm very excited for... For, for favorites to come back. Very cool. Well, I mean, I always say about kind of, Oh, sorry. We should let Shy go. No, I'm interested in what you have to say. I, I'll say what I, I have I'm to say. I'm excited about, like, favorites, but um, I, I'm particularly excited about a show that I think is not a favorite. And I feel like I have these random shows that I watch and no one else watches. Probably. What? I'm not the OA. Nobody's well, ever watched that show by so me. Bad. But I know a lot of people who like who say it, really it, it. who they use OA as like their off season stranger things but right. has there been more than one season of the OA it just the second one just came I out I just really so did not understand weren't even sure it was ever going to be a second one I just didn't under I actually stopped watching it cuz I genuinely didn't understand it. but I know right. other people who watched it I like it. I like a show where like the actress kind of like the letdown. The actress is the writer and producer, or you know what I mean. Like they're personally involved in the whole project. That usually catches my eye. And Britt Marling, it's her project. 
So I was intrigued enough. So I'm definitely going to have to watch a second season. And I really want to see A.D. Bryant's Shrill. Oh, I'm, yeah. I, I want to watch that. that. I oh, oh, I saw the I first episode that. of Pen15 on... Um, Is that... What's it on? Netflix? Hulu? I don't know what it's on. Um, I saw the first episode of Pen15. It was excruciating to watch. I was rotating between laughing and, like, cringing and not able to watch the TV show. But it's basically these two women who are our age playing seventh graders um, in in the year 2000. So, like, I would have been in maybe 10th grade at that point. So it's exactly my high school experience, you know, except they're a couple years younger in this show. And it is the only reason why I think I'm able, I'm able to watch it with, for how painful it is, is because they are adults pretending to be in the seventh grade, which makes it hilarious and amazing. But it's, it's so it's, I don't know that I can keep watching it because it's, it's too much, too much of a mirror of like a window into the high high school. It's just mm. like, but not like, like not like way. freaks and geeks where it's like nope, insightful. Nope. But... Nope. Like the worst part of the late nineties. Like the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I feel like Shai, you really need to like t- like write down a few shows here to catch up on so we can do like you need to see Umbrella Academy and Russian oh. Doll. Wait, hold on. So we can like well, watch why can't it? you watch the shows I'm watching? What are you um, watching? Who's he watching? already watches Riverdale. Is anyone okay. watching Deadly Class? Riverdale. Yeah, I'm, I'm I watched Deadly it. Class. We did a whole bit on it. I, I'm I'm shaving. I'm I'm saving a whole stack. No one's watching The Rookie, starring Canadian national treasure. Treasure. You Nathan are. Gilliam. That's one person. No, Ali and I love that show. Uh, believe me, this is an old person show. This is a show for mom, a hundred percent. This is this is like, <laughs> but it is adorable and super super. Um, light and borderline uh, you know fantasy in the sense that like it, it is it is a police show so if the shield is about like the hard-hitting horrors or the wire a hard-hitting horrors about like the criminal right. justice system this is like the, uh, the opposite <laughs> but mm-hmm, right. nathan fillion is what makes it awesome the actual uh, substance of the show is ridiculous a- and Alyssa diaz who was in who was in um the Ray Don Ray Donovan, you know the woman who marries Bunchy, who is the luchador. Yes. She mm-hmm. plays one of the main police officers in the Rookie, and she is amazing. So she and Nathan Fillion really make mm-hmm. elevate what is a very very I would say vapid show. They elevate it because they are extremely charming, and it's it's like just like a fun thing. It's filling our lethal weapon itch. But I will <laughs> I'll report on some other things that I've been watching. So a we went to see Captain Marvel. Starring Brie Larson and what was your reaction? Samuel L. Jackson, and my reaction is first of all, I thought Brie Larson was extremely charming in the role, and it seemed like they went out of their way with the marketing to make her look more serious than she was in the movie. Part of the issue is that she's a person sort of out of time and space, so she's a little bit awkward on Earth, and that's part of what's humor. But but her character actually has a really funny, sarcastic sense of humor, and that part was fantastic in the movie, and, and she by far was the most compelling, interesting part of that movie. So A, Brie Larson, terrific. B, Ben Mendelsohn as the villain. Marvel has had a hard time with villains in the movie, in their movies. Ben Mendelsohn elevates everything he's in. Everything. I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch Blood 
So, I, I so they brought in Ben Mendelsohn to play a character, um, sort of a race of beings, that new race of beings that's introduced called the Skrulls. And uh, Marvel has typically had these really two-dimensional villains, and Ben Mendelsohn really elevated that part and the complexity of that villain in the story. And I, I thought that was a really nice twist and save. So as opposed to when they dump Anthony Hopkins into like Thor and they're like, it's now serious because Anthony right. Hopkins is here. <laughs> right, right, I, right. I felt like Ben Mendelsohn actually really took, 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 took the role yeah. really seriously the same way he did in Rogue One and made it a lot of fun. So the two of them were absolute bright spots. And Samuel L. Jackson is in it quite a bit as his younger self because it takes place in the 90s. And he and Brie Larson, I thought, had a really good almost like buddy cop chemistry. It was like a... Anyways, it is by no means a necessary movie for all of the Marvel movies, and it is by no means the best of the Marvel movies. It's, I would say, in the middle of the pack. It's not one of the atrocious ones. It's a good one, but it's not... Will Captain Marvel appear in Endgame? So so the most important thing about seeing Captain Marvel is that right away before it, there's a trailer for Endgame, and she's in the trailer. And the, uh. and the movie Captain Marvel <laughs> ends yeah. with a scene from... Endgame. Like so what end- you're telling me is that I just need to watch the trailer for Endgame with her in it and then the after credit scene. I, and so I'm good. do you know the so final after credit? Get buy credit- a ticket, you- go watch the movie, go watch the trailer, go see a different movie, different movie come, come back. back. For the end, well, so the thing is, is that at the end of the movie, at the end of the previous Avengers movie, when, when um, Samuel L. Jackson uses that pager to yeah, page, yeah, yeah. so he's paging mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. This is the backstory to their relationship and why she's awesome and why she's not around. And why when, she's not around. Uh, there, there's a there's a legitimate explanation as to why she's, she hasn't been around and. Because um, they hadn't made Wonder Woman yet and didn't think that well, uh, Wonder Woman so, could so, headline a movie. So what's interesting so, about this, so I want to I dive into the Wonder Woman thing and a female-led superhero movie. So A... Oh, I, wait, I, before you dive in, I want to ask a question that's going to... That, so that it informs this answer a bit, which is that one of the criticisms I heard is that with Wonder Woman, because it was directed by a woman, you really feel the female have, perspective. And that with Captain had, Marvel... Um, on our podcast... Was it Casey who said that Casey she felt that, that part yeah. of the movie felt right. like it was directed by a dude and part mm-hmm. of it felt like it was directed yeah, by a Yeah, and I'm curious, yeah, if you, how you, if you saw those things. Um, so here's my, 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 what Wonder Woman's first two acts are phenomenal. It's, in my view, some of the best superhero movie stuff. The third act, I don't know if you guys remember the third act when she's fighting Remus Lupin, who turns out to be like some weird missed bad guy. To me, that part is like super irrelevant to the rest of the movie, but Gal Gadot is so great as Wonder Woman, and the the sort of choices that Wonder Woman make is what powers that movie forward. Captain Marvel, I actually thought through all three or acts whatever through all three sections kept a level of evenness among them of goodness that I liked I enjoyed its last act its last act was a little bit different than I than what you would normally expect from a Marvel movie even though I predicted everything that was in it um, <laughs> it was it was it was fun and it was it, and, it, and it made more sense with the rest of the story it wasn't just a random random twist but I will say that as far as as far as I, I can't tell you what I felt was directed by a man versus a, a woman in the movie, but I'll say there are parts of Captain Marvel that were just 
so much part of the Marvel formula that it, uh, basically I walked away from it being like, okay, that was an above average superhero movie. There should be as many great female-led superhero movies as there are average. Like, the ratio should be the same. And like Meaning, how many crappy male-led superhero movies right, are out right. there? Why, like, why does this one have to be perfect and amazing to justify more female-led superheroes? No, yeah. She's a, good, she's a good character. She's a really great actress. She does a great job. They absolutely earn her right to be in Avengers. Uh, but, like... To me, like, rather than, but, so, but to, like, put the burden on a female-led superhero movie of all of them have to be Wonder Woman is kind of what I walked away from it being. Like, like, why would, you know, why does it, why shouldn't there just be more female-led superhero movies? In fact, what, what really has come out of this for me is that Brie Larson, so if you take Brie Larson, the woman who played Shuri, whose name escapes me right now, from Black Panther, the woman who plays the captain of the guard, who's from Walking Dead. Mm Mm-hmm. If you took those three, added in Scarlett Johansson and um, Tessa Thompson. Letitia Wright. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's just write. And then you add in Tessa Thompson from Thor. I would much rather watch that Marvel superhero movie than any of Well, those are some of the the best characters. Well, and and what's interesting about all of them is they're all female characters that came in the later era of the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. Except for Scarlett Johansson, who came on pretty early. But in general, they never committed to just spending the time. Yeah, and her her character and role is really breathtaking. (laughs) She really moves the story along. Black Widow? I can't think of a single thing she does in these movies except give Give uh, it a no. wink, wink if, you, to Hulk. if you see if you see the Winter Soldier and in Civil War, she's especially important in those movies. But my point is is that they've sure. they compare them to Gwyneth Paltrow's kind of lame Pepper Potts right, character. Right, right. So I think that like overall what this says to me is let's have let's not make a big deal about it. But yeah, there should be more female. Oh, and, and I'll add in Karen Gillum and Zoe Saldana. Also great female characters. Mm. I feel like Marvel is, has now established enough really good ones that we don't need another Ant-Man movie. I like Ant-Man. I like Paul Rudd. No, but, but you're, it's 100% it. right. Let's have two Whatever. Ant-Man I movies. Couldn't, I love Paul Rudd. I couldn't even make it through the first Ant-Man movie. I, I want a bridesmaid so with all the female like side characters from the I, Marvel movies. I want them... I, I want them love... to like, go to somebody's bachelorette. <laughs> no, I don't want. To, I'd love to have them just save a universe or a planet or something. I think they're, so. So that's where I come down on it. Uh, I I definitely recommend it. It's super fun. Uh, it's super, uh, you know, just a fun popcorn movie overall. And I think it'll be worth. Uh, it's worth leading up. The other thing we watched is the new show Abby's, which stars Natalie Morales and Neil Flynn, who is from Parks and Rec, right? Who's you know, she played? Tom, she she played Tom's Tom girlfriend. Love interest. And mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna keep giving it a try. It so far felt like a traditional sitcom, but I can I can live with that. Everybody who's in oh, it is funny. One more show I haven't seen yet, but I think it just came out. Is they they did a they they've now done a television uh, a TV series of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, which right. is I oh, have, I heard about that. And I really want to see and that. Tacoma FD, which is two of the guys from Super Troopers playing firemen. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, there's some great stuff happening right now. So I'm gonna be watching that, and I'll just say this because oh, we yeah. talked about Neil Flynn. 
Allie and I are still making our way through the middle. We're on season five. And I'm just telling you, eventually, this is going to be an I told you so moment. Eventually, you guys will get through this show and you'll realize how great it is. And I will get I told you oh, so I, from not, both of you. I don't getting, think it's not great. No, no. But I just don't you have time to watch. You haven't gotten through it yet. You will, and specifically, Eden Cher, Eden Rebecca Cher, the actress who plays Sue Heck. Yes, we know. Is no. Love her. Just, that is we, close to Leslie Nope. Awesome. We put okay. together the number of times you've discussed Sue Heck on this show. It would be its own podcast. Sue Heck. All right. And with, and with and that. Wait, and with that, I, mean, I just want to say quickly, we mentioned all these things coming back and forth and everything. Queer Eye is back. And oh, yeah, Queer Eye. And they really, uh, really brought I mean, it around. Because the season really, two... This, yeah, they this paid attention. on another level. This yeah. is Season two was like a bit, they kind of, it was okay. It wasn't Savoring great. each episode, but I have to tell season you. Three, they really brought it up a notch with oh like the, the stories and the the emotions. And they're really, there really one where I was just like. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Season three, highly recommend. There's one episode yeah. where all of, they all cry. Like they literally cry during their interviews, yeah. which does not happen. Like, like they were so I feel moved like by. they are such personalities and they've been there. I feel like they're all over social media and they're all, I feel like they're everywhere now. And I feel like they might, you know, get, get too saturated and people like the public or even us as fans might be like, Oh, it's enough already. No, 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 not enough. Because when you watch them on the show and it's just feels very genuine, none of it feels put on or, or faked. Like they're really saying and doing things that they believe in. And so I think that's why it it works for me. That's a good wreck. If you have not seen that, I also want to recommend working moms that you brought brought it up last week. It's a fun show um, on Netflix. All I right. would say the first, the the last scene of the first episode and the last scene of the last episode are both are both I haven't pretty perfect. Yet. Mm-hmm. Both pretty perfect. Um. All right. Okay. Well, uh, Becky, where can people follow you? On Twitter at Paper BK Princess. And Lily. Chichi K Gomez, just on Twitter. And you can follow me at Pancake in the number four table. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us at FridayNightMoviePod.com. We will be at the All-Star Comic-Con in June 2019, June 17th and 9th. The music of What Does It Eat will kick in and carry us out. And it was great talking to you guys. Have a great week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thirty minutes. I'm just gonna be like, okay, I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> you guys can finish. I'll do my shout outs and my handle at the beginning of the episode. <laughs>